I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And Madigan is coming at you hungover as fuck. I'm really surprised I'm not more hungover than I am right now. Oh, so much soju. I lost track of how many shots of soju I did. I drink several shots of vodka, but I didn't drink them as shots. But they bring them out as shots because yeah. they won't mix your drinks for you. But yeah. like, I downed. I was only there for like an hour and a half or something, yeah. and I drank a couple of drink, a few drinks. I would be dead if that was me. Like, I can't handle got hard that alcohol like got that. that tolerance now. Ugh, I just have that. I don't. I've never had it. I'm never gonna have it, and I can't drink hard alcohol anymore at all. Oh, that sucks. I can't. Like, I'm just going to take a break and see. I mean, I like, like, a good hard cider. I like champagne. So do I. I like wine. And I, but and I all get those things good... give you bad hangovers, in my see, experience. No. Like, at the 4th of July, I drank a lot of um, cider, hard cider, uh-huh. and then a glass of champagne. And I was pretty tipsy that night. And I didn't have oh, it any definitely makes Oh, it definitely makes me tipsy. But it I just... didn't have any hangover the next day. Because I dig on champagne. Like, I will drink nothing but champagne. That's but... my best drunk. I love champagne drunk, but the thing is, like, if I drink half a bottle of champagne, I will have a headache later. Oh. Just something about the sugar and carbonation, yeah. I don't know. No, I'm fine. Just so. give me just vodka. <laughs> Straight vodka. Oh, or God, even juice. just thinking no, about just, it. Like, sorry, I'm ugh. grossing you out right now. Um, okay, well, welcome, guys. Welcome. This is This is your angry neighborhood drunks. Um, <laughs> we're not, we're not drunks. We're not drunks. Um, but today we are going to talk about something that I have been really wanting to discuss for a while now, and that is skin confidence yes. or um skin positivity. Yeah. Skin love. Yeah. Skin coolness. I feel like I had another skin like, acceptance. Yeah, I feel like I had another phrase for this, but I, I can't remember now. Because okay. here's the thing. It's getting hot out. Yes. In fact, here in LA it was record highs. It was it, it was like 115 degrees a couple days ago. Yep. It's so, still fucking hot outside. It's super hot it's outside. I've had my, I'm not looking forward to my electric bill because I've had my AC going nonstop for yep. like four days. Yep. Um so it, it's getting warmer, and for me, as someone who has imperfect skin, like skin imperfections, it feels shitty when you have to, like, put... You feel like you have to put makeup on when it's this hot, and yeah. you're, like, sweating, and but you just don't feel confident or comfortable without it. And I feel like the body positivity movement has really reached 
you know, a, a good high right now. Like, it's all over the internet. People talk about body positivity very openly. However, like, skin positivity and skin confidence is not something that is talked about and in fact, or as much. And in fact, I feel like in our society, there's almost still this acceptance uh, of being hateful to people who have maybe like cystic acne or yeah. like yeah you know like or why don't being, you wash your face more why right, don't you why are you so dirty yeah like they yeah. think it's a hygiene problem well and you know? it's always about fixing it that's the one thing when i was just doing any sort of research it's all about fixing the problem which of course we want to fix those problems you know if we have acne we want to do what we can to get rid of it i have skin issues myself that i will talk about that i would really love to get rid of because i'm really insecure about mm-hmm. um but there's not a lot of talk about how to just first accept what you have. Exactly, yeah. And then move forward. Because I think that with skin acceptance and positivity, confidence, whatever you want to call it, it's very much the same as having body confidence. Yeah. You, first, you need to accept yourself as is. And move forward from and there. And then you can move forward. Yeah, I've had to really, because... I'm not breaking out really bad right now. I go through, you know, peaks and valleys, and I think we can talk a little bit about um, adult acne and how yeah. it's, it's very prevalent among women, like, disproportionately to men. Yes. Um, well, it's it's our hormones, you know? Yeah. Our hormones, we're also more likely to be on things that mess with our hormones, like yep. birth control and things yep. like that. Um, but, so... I have broken out, and um, right now I'm not, my skin's not too bad right now, like breakout wise. But my problem, and the thing that I think I've felt most insecure about throughout my life in regards to my skin is my like hyperpigmentation. So if yeah. I break out, if I have a breakout on my cheeks and I have like five on my on my cheek or whatever, it'll get dark. It will get dark and it will stay that way. It will scar for months. Yeah, see, if I I used to have really bad cystic acne on my chin and mm-hmm. then when it would go away, I would have like a purple yeah, Not hyperpigmentation, there. yeah. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't it wouldn't stay forever and ever, but it would there's been ones that I would have that were so deep that they would scar for a while. Yeah. And it was just so frustrating and then I would get another one and like for me, I started getting cystic acne after my eating disorder. I had never had acne ever. I would get a pimple here and there, a tiny little whitehead when mm-hmm. I was in high school. You know, nothing major. And I was 21 years old, and I was getting horrible acne for the first time. Yeah, because your body levels and chemicals were just out of whack. over the place. And so I still, like, will get a big pimple every now and again. Like, I had one, like, up here on my chin, and, like, they've been kind of going away on their own lately. But they used to be just these monstrosities. And those are the words. Huge. and, And cystic acne, I think, is so... It's so damaging. People don't... Or just acne in general. It It hurts. hurts. So you can't forget Mm -hmm. about it. It's not like you can just put... Like, you know, you can put makeup on it and then to the world it doesn't look as intense. But it's still there. it hurts so bad and it's so sensitive that you know it's there and it makes you want to hide your face. And And I think that that's something else that, like... It's your face. Like, it's the first thing that you are introducing to the world as who you are. Yeah. And so when you are... When you are not confident about your face, yeah. it really is detrimental to you in, like, many, many other ways. Yeah. And I think that we, kind of as a society, need to move beyond this, like, we need to co- get value, to a place. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. That's a wonderful way of, of putting that. Because it does cause things, it can cause depression in people, mm-hmm. because also, like, bullying, self-worth, yep. all of those things... Um, and we're not just going to talk about acne today. We're no. going to talk about other skin conditions that yep. people have or skin imperfections, quote-unquote imperfections that you feel like you have that cause anxiety yeah. in in you or can. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, acne is one that I feel like everybody can relate to from some point in their lives. That right. Everyone's or, had a, at least a pimple, typically, you know? Yeah, or if you've been lucky enough not to or not have bad enough breakouts to where people were really, like, noticing or you were never bullied about it you probably know somebody who was. Yeah. You know, so it's... Cause it, and that's the thing that I don't understand is, like, we have so much judgment towards people in society yeah. in general. We, collectively, as a society, have so much judgment towards people who have, like, bad acne or whatever, whenever it is so, so common. Yeah. It is well, so because common. because it's because the judgment is learned. You know, we learn from every you know, proactive commercial that, you know... Have to get rid of it. Have have to get rid of it. it. That's the thing. And then also we learned that, like, people are saying, oh, well, 
you're not washing your face. Like, it, it, things are told to us. Or your or your diet. Change your diet. Anytime yeah. you, like, have bad acne, that everyone is going to be like, oh, it could be this, it could be that. Drink more water. That's eat more of this. Eat less that. I'm so sick of people giving me advice on stuff like that. It's like, I will do what I can to, you know, improve whatever, but, like, I don't want to hear a million different... It's like when I'm sick, too. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone gives me their this? home Have remedies. Tried that? I'm like, no, I'm not done. done. I mean, and, and here's the thing. I'm ex- I am accepting of that from some people. Some people I can hear that but from. sometimes it's too intense. And also, you just don't know because everyone's body, literally every body, is different. Mm-hmm. And the way... Something that might be a trigger for you to break out is not a trigger for somebody else. And so you can spend all of this time and energy. I have tried every face mask under the sun. Because it's not just about, like, a topical thing, I feel like. It's it's more hormonal. It's something that's, like... I mean, there there are... a lot of factors, you right. know, like it could be that you're touching your face too much. It could yeah. be that it's something that you're eating. It could, you yeah. know, but it could also just be in your genetics. Yeah. You know, and not something that you can f- really have like full control over. Yeah. And again, going back to acceptance, it's been like a thing for me where I've had to tell myself like, okay, you're going to go to the store and you're not going to put like anything on your face. You're just going to go think that's awesome. and like be... Because here's also the, the the issue is that no one is paying attention to you as much as you think that they are. Yes. Because everyone is so self-involved. Right. And no one is as, like, your issues aren't as obvious to everyone else as they are to you. Like, yes. no one is more acutely aware than you are. Yes. So it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You know? And also for me, you know, one of my favorite quotes of all time is Dr. Seuss's be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And also it's like... The person at the checkout counter at the grocery store is going to think something negative about me for two seconds, and, and then gonna I'm going to walk away, and they're going to move on, and it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Like, they might be like, oh, look at that huge zit on her forehead, and then two minutes later, they're thinking about what they're going to have for dinner. It exactly. doesn't matter. Like Exactly. And in at the end of the day, I understand that, like, trust me, I understand, because it's been my life, like... Dealing with these issues, I think, also being in a very image-conscious career choice and um, city, city, really, is, like, it is, so I, I get it. It's hard for me to say, like, just don't care about what they think because you're going to care. No, but it's one thing to know it, and then it's another thing to actually have it. Work. Let it run your life. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, also, don't let it run your life. Yeah. Like, you have to come to some kind of understanding because it is your face, it is your body, and you have to come to some kind of understanding about it. I think that there are a lot of people out there that are starting to kind of express some skin positive message. Yes. Uh, Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things, he started this thing called like, it was like some hashtag where he had like a, like zit cream on his face. I love that. And then a bunch of other people sent in, like, pictures of them with zit cream on their face. I love that. Yeah, and then the girls from, one of the girls from Dance Moms does that a lot, where she'll be like, uh, I really liked this selfie, too bad there's, like, a pimple cream on my face, or, you know, something like that. Um, And then there's a lot of uh, models now that have uh, skin, I guess, quote-unquote, abnormalities, birthmarks, things like that, that is starting to normalize those things. Thank you, that's the word I was Vitiligo is is becoming... You know, that's the thing. I see a a lot, as far as, like, skin confidence, in the skin confidence movement, I see a lot of attention being focused on vitiligo, which I think is amazing Mm -hmm. and definitely needed. I just think we also need to talk about these very, very common issues that everyone goes through. Um, I follow this woman on Instagram and her handle is a sprinkle of health and beauty and her name is Rachel Crawley and she was a, she got, she went viral because she was a um, beauty queen, beauty Mm -hmm. pageant contestant and she posted pictures of her like cystic cystic acne like like, her whole face was red and it looked really painful to be honest and it's been healing and so I follow her on Instagram just following her like journey to, like, you know, healing and all of that stuff. And I I so appreciate just people being the same way I love people being really open about their body positivity message. I love people being really open about their skin struggles and just being yeah. real about... because well, it's about normalizing it, too. Right. Because I feel like if you're always covering up your face, then... Like you never. You're playing into that societal standard, right? But but what I was gonna say is that you no, it's okay because you're totally right. But it's like you're not used to seeing 
normal, non-made-up exactly. faces, so it makes you stare more. Yeah, and you know I, I think I mean? that that's a big part of it, too, is that, like, we grew up seeing perfect, perfect skin. Right. You know, and thinking, like, that's what you were going to look at. And I also think that we don't tell our girls in particular, but, you know... At all children. Yeah. Um, girls in particular, because it does disproportionately affect women, but we don't tell them that, like, this is not a... F- it might not be a phase that ends after high school for you. Like, yeah. you might have... Because I think that that was the message that I got, was just like, oh, it's hormonal because you're a teenager Same. and it's going to go away. And, like, mine never went away. Yeah. So I was just like... And that's the case for... In fact, I have, like, the numbers. I have the statistics. Yeah. Like, it's the case for so many women... Um, in particular, there was a study in there was a study in 2012 for the Journal of Women's Health, and it looked at 3,000 women between the ages of 10 and 70, and they found that 27 percent had clinical acne, and an additional 29 percent had mild acne. So we're over 50 percent in that 10 to 70 range, yeah. and. between the ages of 21 and 30. Yep. And then 26% between 30 and 31 and 40. So it was just like, you're still... Well, because our bodies as women, I feel like, are constantly changing. Yeah. It's like we go through, like, a major puberty, but I feel like there are changes in our bodies that are happening constantly. Also, you know, when we have our period every month, if we were to get pregnant... Are you on birth control? Are you on birth control? Postpartum, after being pregnant, going through menopause. It's Mm -hmm. like there's so many kind of like moments in our lives where we go through these major body changes. Yeah. And everything is going to change with that. Yeah. And the last thing that you should be worried about is getting some zits on your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in... God, the the thing for me that I just hate is how painful it is. Ugh. That's the one thing I hate the most. I can deal with there being a bump on my face. I can deal with it eventually. I'm going to hate it, but, like, I'll cope, and it's fine. I hate how badly it hurts. It yeah. feels like a bruise on your well, face. Well, I mean, and then you get into, like, when I, I have had to train myself not to do it, and luckily I'm not breaking out Picking so much, skin. but I pick my skin obsessively, Same. which makes it worse, and yep. it makes the, the marks darker and deeper and last yep. longer, And but I also... Like, I, I was looking at another woman's page who had, like, bad cystic acne, like, big, huge, bad cystic oh, acne. Babes. And um, she's healing, and she's she's got rolling scars and stuff now, yeah. um, pockmarks and things. But she was saying how, yeah, she made her skin worse by picking at it, but because it was so painful, you ha- she had to drain the cysts in yeah. her face because it just, it hurt That's so much. That's how it felt, too. You yeah. just need to let that pressure out. Yes. And I would go to the dermatologist sometimes, but it's expensive to get all those, like, or, shots Yeah, because I, I go to um, a esthetician, and I love her. I will continue to go back to her. If you're in L.A., go to Glow Skincare. But I love her. But again, yeah, it's expensive. I can't go there every time I need you know, an extraction or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I can't, like, pay Oh, yeah, that. I go after my chin all the time. I go through and I look, is there any, like, I... I usually get I'm, up close. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. if I've had a few drinks. Ooh, look Ooh. out. Well, and then this kind of leads me into with talking about skin picking. I pick my arms like a motherfucker. Really? So I have something called keratosis polaris, which people also call chicken skin. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, it's oh, great. I've heard that. So I have these bumps all over my arms. My poor usually... friend, I want to take this time to issue an apology to my friend, Sienna, who I know listens to this podcast, because I used to, she has it on her legs. Yeah. And when we were like, te- when we were in like middle school, I used to like poke fun at her about that. And oh, I'm like, but you don't, you're... that wasn't nice of me. But and you're I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I had it on my legs. I had it on my cheeks. You can also get it on your butt, apparently. I've never had it on my butt, thank goodness. But it's mostly uh, when you get it on your legs and your butt, that's mostly children. Mm-hmm. But I had it on my face for a long time, and luckily it went away. I had it, like, all on my jaw. I've never seen it on the face. Yep, I had it on my face. And then also I had um, just, like... I think I had, like, some leftover under the skin of my chin as an adult. Because mm-hmm. if I were to, like, pull that skin taut, like, pull my mm-hmm. lip up, you would see little yeah. bumps. And then I went to a... I had a great facial and got a bunch of extractions, and they haven't come back. Oh, so that's I think good. It, yeah, I think it was, like, leftover from when I was younger. There was that ex- excess, like, keratin that was in there. Because that's basically what it is, is it's... um It almost looks like small pimples, and if I use one of those pimple poppers, I actually get... 
like skin out. It's not pus. Right. It's, it's like it's firm. It's firm. Yeah. And it hurts. And I and then I get bruises on my arms. See, I have little bruises because yeah, I pick out crazy. I see. And it's just it doesn't itch. It doesn't hurt. But I'm constantly aware of it, especially in the summer wearing tank tops. I'm constantly touching my and arms. You know what's, what's which is crazy? making it worse. What? Never noticed it. Oh, I hate it. So it's just like I it's one of it in a those picture things when I'm hugging and you just see. But you know, I never. I I see it now that you're talking about it. But yeah. like, isn't that crazy? How these things that are so we are so focused on and aware of are not are non issues to yeah. other people. Like yeah. they don't even. I mean, see I've it. had people say things in the past too, and that's what yeah. makes it like I understand. You that. know, one person says one thing, and then you're suddenly so aware. You know who's the worst? When it comes to things like this, I love I love children, but children are the worst because they will just point at your face and be like, "What's that?" Yeah, <laughs> like, and you're like, "Great, great." <laughs> it's so funny because I was when I had like when I was really heavily picking at my arms like a couple months ago, because um, I realized if I use this little pimple popping tool, like gets all that shit out, but then it like wasn't going away. It wasn't helping. Right? You know? No, it makes and it worse. Makes it worse. I was all bruised. It looked like somebody was beating me up. And I would be, like, scratching at my arm or, like, picking at my arm. And the kid that I nanny for was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, thank you for, like, saying that I needed to, like, someone to... You needed someone to stop you. And now he says whenever he sees me picking my skin, he goes, you're going to make it worse. You're going to make it worse. Yes. I'm like, you are so smart, Anthony's kid. Anthony is that for me. Like, because... If, if I take my face, but I get for mad my at him. face, if I take too long, like if I like go to the bathroom and then like I haven't come back into the living room yet, he goes, "What are you doing?" Because usually I'm like in the mirror picking at my face. Yeah. And he also, we have one of those like little tools. Yeah. Um, I made Anthony hide it from me. I was like, put it somewhere where I don't know where it is because yep. if I know where it is, I will go to town on my face. And then you have those little circles all over your oh, face. Oh yeah, I mean, and it makes it, it just makes it worse. And I'm like. I still, like, I want to be able to tell you to get it for me if I need it. it. But otherwise, I will just stretch my skin until I find some, like, pool until I, like, I'm like, oh, there's an imperfection. And, you know, like. I mean, it is kind of fun. It's fun. And Um, I watch, like, Dr. (laughs) Pimple Popper videos. I do. I know. Dad, you're boyfriend I know. showing me those things. I had to tell him, I was like, I think it actually bothers her to stop sending her Yeah, I'm videos. like, I can't do this. I can't do it. But I love, I love popping other people's pimples. So for me, if I ever see like a big white head, I'm like, oh, just give it to me. For me, it's popping other people's like blackheads. Yeah, where like, they're in there. This is the best. Ugh, okay, I'm totally calling my mama right now, but she has a pore in her back. She would so not I. care. Anthony, oh. gets, Anthony gets mine because I have one. I love it, yeah. and I've never had the tool before to yes. use on her. So next time she visits, I'm gonna be like, hey, yes. come here. It's the best. And, oh, when like, I was I have little, one and he when I was it. little, I would work on it for like a half an hour. I'd be like, I would get like a warm washcloth, and it yes. was like, do oh. compress. Yes. yes. Mm. Okay. All of this. This is to say, don't pick at your skin. Yeah. It's really bad. It's really bad. But this safe space. Safe space. Yeah. I, I went, I did go through a period where I was like, I think there's something wrong with me because I, I, I could not, it became no, like an obsessive it's compulsive a thing. thing. It's a thing. Where I, I was like, I cannot stop. It, it's like derma till something. There's, there there's is, a word there for it. There is a word for it. My friend has many, many scars all over her body because she is an obsessive. I have them on my back picker. from picking my shoulders. Picker. Yeah. All, yeah. Like literally. I'm not going to call this person out because it's very private, but her her legs are all scars, basically. I mean, yeah. she isn't doing it as much anymore, so a lot of those scars have faded. But, uh, I mean, forehead, lots yes. of places. I, my and skin has just, gotten so much better since I stopped picking. Right. Like, you well, and it's have also, to not do it. Like, I feel like, you know, we're kind of touching on another topic when I bring this up, but I feel like there are many different versions of self-harming yourself. Oh, yeah. And I feel like picking at your skin is one yes. of them. Because I would pick a... my face until it bled. Like, yes. I picked I picked so much. It was it was really unhealthy. It is a yeah. kind of more socially acceptable thing to do. You're not taking a razor blade out and cutting your arms. You're not doing something that is visibly uh, abusive to yourself. So I feel like when you're picking at your skin, you know, it's made to be not as big of a deal. But for people who deal with a lot of anxiety and with a lot of depression, that's something oh, yeah. that is just if I was, easy for them. If I was anxious or under times of, like, high, high oh, stress, yeah. I think it's actually called, it just occurred to me, I think it's called dermatillomania. Dermatillomania, I think is what it's called. I mean, and, sounds right. And I'm pretty sure, because I actually researched it because... I was at a time of high stress, like high anxiety. Well, and you're and, getting more pimples at that time, and too. And I was breaking out so bad, and I couldn't 
stop. Yeah. Like, seriously, I was spent, and I was, like, telling myself, I would tell myself as I was walking to the mirror, like, don't do this, don't do this, this is the worst thing you could yeah. do, and I would do it anyway. Yeah. And so I was really looking into it, and so, guys, if you have this issue, I know it's been minimized in our society as, like, a non-issue, but it isn't. It yeah. is an issue. You are harming yourself. You're doing more damage to your skin um, than you think you are. Yeah. There are actual support groups. Like, there are support groups for people who That's really awesome. go through this That's because awesome. it's a real problem. And I, I did learn some tips and tricks. They were like, if there's a place that you go, you know, if you know that there's like that mirror out there, that's my trigger. Like yeah. that's where I go. So like there are ways, you know, move that mirror or yeah. put post-its up, like, yep. you know, around your mirror so you can't see, yeah. have your boyfriend hide your extraction tool, like yep. do things um, to stop yourself, I feel like we could have a whole episode on, on skin picking, so I won't yeah. linger on it too long. But. Yeah, no, but it's it's something that I think is good to talk about, and it's something that I definitely deal with when I'm anxious or when I'm insecure or if my arms are visible mm-hmm. and I can, fe- I can feel it, and if I can feel a big bump, I'm just going to keep picking at it. You know what I mean? It's really tough to stop. And, um, yeah, I've had to, I've had to check myself when I've had a couple drinks. So I'm like, oh, yeah, don't do this. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. When you, you have wash triggers. your face and you're like, ah, you I'm have triggers. Gonna, yeah. I've had to learn like not to look th- what my friend told me one time. And I was like, that's the, the biggest thing that I could possibly do. And I have stopped doing it for the most part is like, don't look at yourself too closely. Nope. Like wash your face, rinse your face off, do your skincare routine, if you get up close in that mirror, of course you're going to see stuff. But yeah. here's the thing. No one is looking at your skin that closely. Nope. No one is two inches away from your face. Nope. So there's no reason for you to need to be yeah. that close to where you're finding all these imperfections. Right. You well, don't. that was like me too. When I was going through recovery, I didn't have any full-length mirrors. Mm-hmm. Or like when I did have a full-length mirror, I put posters on the bottom or pictures so I could only see from like your the problem, waist up. Your quote-unquote problem areas for yourself or whatever. Well, no. It was blocking. So when I was getting dressed... Yeah, I mean blocking yeah, those, yeah, yeah. those things that you find are issues. Yeah, I... Yeah. So I lived in an apartment where the only mirror that I had that was actually built into the apartment was the bathroom, tiny little bathroom mirror. Uh-huh. And so I got rid of my... Or no, I turned around my full-length mirror and I painted the back of it. So it looked like a really cool, like, kind of mural painting thing. And, um... So, but then people would be like, well, how do you get dressed in the morning? How do you know what you look like? And I'm like, well, I picked out the clothes. I looked down. I liked what I saw. You know, I'm the clothes looked decent. And then I left. And it was something that, like, I really got used to not obsessively checking how I looked in the mirror. You know what? I think that that's healthy. Um, okay, so we've been talking about acne and, and scars and things. And we'll probably go in and out of talking about that through this whole thing. But to kind of, like, move us into other issues. Yeah. For me, and this is really personal. I can't believe I'm talking about it on the podcast right now. But for me... I don't have a full-length mirror right now. I went from living in an apartment that my all of my um, closet doors were mirrors. Yeah. So I didn't need a full-length mirror. I could check my body. And so I don't have one right now. So my big mirrors that I have are mostly a waist up. And I untagged myself in pictures that we took on the 4th of July. Or I hid them from my timeline. No! Because I hate because I have cellulite on my legs and I can't t- I can't tell really yeah. like cuz I don't have a full length mirror I mean I see it a little I've got bit cellulite on my butt but I hated so much the way that my legs looked that I I un I I took it off of my timeline and I understand I know that that's such a like no I, I, understand I sit here it. I understand I it. sit here to you all and I preach body positivity but then when it comes to myself I'm so insecure and self conscious that well, I because, do something like that because you're a good person and you're trying to help other people but that but you're also human yeah and I definitely have things with myself where I have to force myself not to do things right. like that. Like, it's nothing to be ashamed of or to feel badly about. Yeah, it's, it but, was just one of those things where I was I was so, like, surprised. I mean... Well, well, we have this weird perception of cellulite where right. it, people think that it's because you're fat. fat and it's not. It's, any, it's not. I mean, any and, body type. And same thing with stretch marks. Yes, I, I have stretch marks. My I stretch had, marks I don't care about as much. I'm like, fuck that. But, yeah, I yeah. have stretch marks. And yeah. I, have, I have had since I was... Since I went through, since I grew breasts, since yeah. I grew hips. My boobs, when I was I going have through recovery, marks. had deep 
mm. purple, like deep yeah. purple stretch marks. And I got something at Lush that really helped actually. Did it? And then eventually I think my skin just kinda like calmed down. But I have like divots. In I my still boobs. I still have stretch marks in my boobs yeah. and I still see them. Like I was looking at um for the other podcast when we did our like promo shoot. Yeah. And I was wearing like a see through top with a bra underneath yeah. it. Um, there are some of those pictures where the light is hitting it just right where I'm like, I can see the stretch marks in my in my boobs. You know like, what's interesting to me that you were saying that you untagged some of the photos in the 4th of July? Because I had such a beautiful, like, realization, accepting moment on the 4th of July. Because the thing that I really like about, like, Keegan's group of friends is that none of them really look the same. No, yeah. There was a large, there was such a spectrum of people that were there and it made me feel like I didn't have to try to... I didn't have to try to be pretty. Yeah. I didn't have to try to be anything. Like, the way that I... I don't know what it was. And, like, I feel like sometimes in L.A., you're around people where... Yes. Like, they're not saying or doing anything that make you feel like you have to... It's just know, the way that they are. Try, yeah, put yeah. in your stomach or yeah. you know, anything like that. And I think that that's what's great about being around people who are all just kind of... Who they are and when you see something in someone else that you think of as being ugly on yourself and you see that person exactly. you're like that person you know is what? gorgeous you are so right it made me like there are things that i see in people when i go to the beach or when i was at the 4th of july where i was like oh my gosh that person looks amazing, amazing. yeah and that's what i struggle with too and i was like why the hell am i covering up yeah. or doing anything. And it's like, it doesn't always last. It can be a fleeting thought. And then later that day, I'm, you know, I might still be like, it is such an odd thing. Let me thing. look for something to get rid of my stretch marks on my butt. It, you is, know? it is such an odd, isn't it so weird? Because it's just like, I feel that way again. Like I follow, you know, um, body posy panda on, yeah, on Instagram. I and I, on her, when she's sitting on a stool in a, you know, bra and underwear and I see her like belly rolls, I'm like, to me, it's her gorgeous. her softness is so beautiful yes. to me. But, but then, on myself, I get it's so different, critical. Because it's different like, than what you're used to. Yeah. I hear you because I grew up very, very thin. Thin. That's what and happens. changing and my body changing was what really fucked with me. It's what's freaking me out right now, to be honest, because I think what's happening is that it's just I'm in my later 20s now. And, and guys, I think... it just happens. It's we just life. We are women yeah. and that is what a womanly figure looks like. I know. It's just life and I get that. And it I, is. And I understand like your metabolism is going to slow down. I just think when you've become accustomed to looking a certain way, well, when your body starts changing, you're like, I... And you start thinking that people expect you to stay looking exactly, the same way exactly. instead of like, for me, when I see somebody who looks not typically like what you would see in a, you know, in a magazine or an Instagram model, and they're just living their lives. Like if I see someone in a bikini who's just out there doing their thing, like it's no big deal, right. super confident... To me, that's more inspiring it than is. seeing somebody who is perfectly done, perfectly Toned. shaped, yeah. talking about yeah. you know all of their stuff. And the same thing goes for skin, because a lot of times our weight and our skin go hand in hand. Yes. And that's something that I have just had to always remind myself that by me being confident, and just being who I am, you're maybe helping someone else. I can be a source yeah. of happiness and yeah. relief for somebody else because I want to be a positive change yeah. for somebody. Yeah. That's why I won't restrict my food. That's why I talk about these things that are hard for me because I want to be the person that I needed when I was growing up. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Like, all of that is so true, and I need to start really trying to implement these things in my own life and not holding my, myself to this, like, weird standard. You have to keep reminding yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's a never-ending journey. It really yes. is. Like, and that's what it is, I think, for all, like, since we're on the topic of skin acceptance, I think that that is what it is for everything. Like, that is what it is for acne. That is what it is for cellulite. That's yeah. what it is for stretch marks, because you can't do anything about yeah. those. And this is what, the next thing, that's what it's like for wrinkles. Keegan, wrinkles, in a yeah. few years, that's something that we're going to have to deal with, and there are things that you can do to, you know, I already have. I to. already have fine lines. Yeah, I, I know do. I'm going to, because I'm so much like my mom. I can already tell like you know the skin on my hands are so thin my mom has very very tissue paper thin. but your mom has aged like a fine wine she, she looks amazing uh, yeah she you know we used to always say oh i'm gonna get botox or i'm gonna do this and i would always be like no like please don't like you're so pretty like 
Like, I just don't want her to ever do anything because she's just so, like, perfect. pretty think, the yeah, way she is. is. Like, I don't want her to do something and have her not look like herself. And I think that we need to think of ourselves that way, too. And for me, like, wrinkles, as much as I really don't want them, like, it shows your life and it, your experience. That, that's what my mom always told me was, like, she was just, like, these lines... Like, when you get wrinkles and, and things like that, it starts... It just is a map, essentially, of, like, yeah. of your life. And there's something kind of beautiful about wrinkles, I too, think, I feel like. I agree, but, okay, at the same time, I do want to make it very clear to me that if you make a choice, do whatever you want with your face or your body. Like, if you, if you make a choice to get Botox in your forehead because whatever. you just can't yeah. deal, then I'm just, like, I think that that's okay, too. Yeah. I think it's okay to do whatever you want. I mean, but be I, safe about it. Make sure you're not of co- overdoing Go it. to yeah. a doctor, first of all. Well, yeah. yeah, and just make sure that you're not getting too dependent on it. Right, of course. If it's something you feel like it's being an issue. Of course. You know? Like anything else. Exactly. Like anything else. Exactly. Like, everything with the proper perspective, of course. Yeah. You know? But to me, I, I truly have this, I, like, I subscribe to the belief of, like, do whatever you want. Like, yeah. as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Okay. Um, but I do think because it has been, especially here in L.A., the societal norm to look as young as possible at all times. I know, but I don't want to look that young forever. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. And this, this will come across as judgmental, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm preemptively sorry. But, like... A lot of these people here in L.A., you don't look younger. No. You just look... Botoxed. You just look not natural. <laughs> yeah. Trying to find the right word. Yeah, you just, you a... just look not natural. There's and something... if that's the way that you want to look, fine. that's fine. Totally fine. But just, just be aware of that. It's like you... I feel like it's this pursuit of youth, but it's like it's not It's not really youthful looking. And yeah. if that's what you're going for listen have at it like that's fine but and for me I feel like youth comes in like the reason that I see my mom and still see her as being younger than she is and I have to remind myself that she is getting older because she's so active and energetic and humorous and yes and she's got this like fuck you I'm a goddess attitude yes you know what I mean youth is an attitude it is it really is it's a way of being yes it is and I feel like there's such a like wisdom to that yeah and I even look at some of my family members compared to my mom younger and older and it's like god like I just feel like she's just gone through all of this so gracefully and that's the first time that I've really like aging gracefully that's where that comes from like experience it, you know, yeah. I mean, my mom, I gotta tell you, she's got every cream on the market that she uses on her face and things I'm like that. I'm obsessed with skincare, so the of same. Of course, and she's like, any anti-wrinkle stuff. She's done it, she's got it, it's there. But it's like, that's not the same as, like... I know, you know, I feel the same way, and and again, like, it's different for every person, and I don't judge if you just wash your your face with soap and water, or if you have a 10-step nighttime yeah. routine. Oh my gosh, my night routine has gotten so long. Mine's started, out of hand. I use rosehip oil almost every night, I use almond oil after I use, like, a really heavy-duty uh, face mask. Have fun traveling, because that I have, like, a five-step morning routine, and then, like, a five-step evening routine. But also, if I'm traveling for, like, a week, I'm like, I'm just gonna bring my top three... That's what I did. And then, you know... That's what I did. I yeah. was like, I need my cleanser, my toner, and then, like, my morning cream and my night cream, and that's it. I love, like, when I go on vacations, I'll use other people's shit. See, I was... <laughs> I, w- I mean, the reason why I gave you stuff is because I was a skincare junkie. Yeah. And a pro- I am a product drun- junkie. Like, you should see my hair care drawer. It's insane. Yeah. But I had to stop doing that because... It- I was like, I will try a bunch of new products, then I'll break out, then I don't know what broke me out. Yeah. (laughs) So I've developed a routine now that doesn't break me out. Yeah. And I'm like... So I, I'm just gonna stay. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, I really want to do a face mask. So I used to do them like several times a week. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I don't know if I, I, I haven't done a face mask in like a month because I'm like, Guys, I'm not breaking out. Lush face masks are rad. You don't just have to do face masks for your acne. For me, oh, I do you like a, for everything. a brightening one because mm. I feel like my skin sometimes just There's a is hydrating too puckery. Ones are so I have good. one that it's like blue and it's got lemon in it and it's just like ooh and it's cool. You put it in the refrigerator so you it's put so it on your good. face. I'm gonna do oh, it when I get home. Amazing. It's just, just to get all those nasty toxins out from all that soju last So, night. sorry that this is, like, skincare corner. We will no, get... but it's what we're talking about, is skin. I know, like, but... things that make us feel better. We'll get but... back to the subject of skin confidence and the other things that can cause you to not have skin confidence. Tell me about it, Katie. Um, 
So there are a variety of very common skin issues. There's eczema. Mm-hmm. There's rosacea. Yep. We've already talked about um, vitiligo, which is not super common, but is something that is, I think, damaging to very. your self-worth and things like that. There's psoriasis. Do you know about... It's, I had what I thought was psoriasis, but it was not. Have you ever heard of pityriasis rosea? No. What is that? I had it for about a year, if not longer, and it was the worst thing ever. I had this giant oval on that was red on my leg. Huge. It was Just probably one? One. And then, so I had one, and then it started spreading. <gasps> no. And I had tiny little circles from leg all the way up to my shoulders and oh my down God. my arms. Oh my God. I had, I mean, it wasn't like covering me. It was, it was, you know, little. You're here scaring the shit out of me though. I'm like, huh? It was horrifying. So, well, a couple years before, I'd had one on my leg where it was just one. And I was like, do I like, have fucking ringworm? Like, how did this happen? Like, and so I was, I like treated it like it wasn't ringworm and just put like antibacterial. I had ringworm on. ones. Yeah. Socks. And then, but then it came back with this other one and it spread. <gasps> And oh I don't God. really know what the causes of it is, but it was right. It was like right around the time that I was graduating college. It was like that year after graduating college, and um, it it went away within about a year, and it slowly spread and slowly went away. And then I had scars all over for another year after that, and now it's completely gone. So if you how have pityriasis rosea, how did you treat it? What did I do? I think I went to the dermatologist at one point, and they gave me some stuff, but it's a virus, so you can't. Get rid of it. So you have to take antibiotics or like... No, wait. It's like a cold. It's like a cold. Like you can't do anything to get rid of it. You can just help the symptoms. So they were like, oh, you can use this and that, but it's not going to get rid of it. So I just had to wait it out because I knew I knew it would end. I knew it would go away. And like scary. It was really shitty. And like because so the big one is called like the mother. (gasps) I know. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. All of this is making my skin crawl. Like seriously. Yeah. I mean, it was it was just dry. It was just really dry and patchy. But the mother, and then it spreads. Anything that spreads, I'm like, oh. Yeah. I I mean, it wasn't it wasn't contagious. There was nothing for because I felt like a leper. I was like, this is horrible. Um, but you know, once I went to the doctor and they kind of explained it all to me, it was one of those things where I was just like, I guess I just have to deal. Yeah, but God, I mean, it's cleared up, so yeah, that's good, it's at all least. good. So at least know that it go if you have it, it goes away. It's not going to stay forever. So let's talk a little bit more deeply about some of these other skin issues because yes, I have this up. Um, I have this up that kind of details a little bit of these skin issues. So eczema. Yep. It's also known as atopic dermatitis. It's a long-term skin disease. The most common symptoms are dry and itchy skin, rashes um, on the face, inside the elbows, behind the knees. Anthony has mild eczema. Oh, yeah. I have. A, I know a lot of people um, have eczema. And on, on hands and feet. Currently, there's no single test to diagnose eczema, so doctors rely on information about you and your family. And eczema can be, like, red and splotchy and can also make you feel really uncomfortable, especially, like, if you're out in short sleeves or swimsuits. And it's itchy also. Like, not just appearance-wise, but it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, again, kind of like cystic acne where you're, like, it's not just about how it looks, it's about how it makes you feel. Right, which is the case with a lot of these. I mean, psoriasis psoriasis. um, is a skin disease that causes scaling and swelling. Most psoriasis causes patches of thick red skin with silvery scales. Yeah. These patches can itch and feel sore. Well, that's what I thought that I had. Yeah. Often found on elbows, knees, other parts of the leg, scalp, lower back, face, palms, and soles of feet. Soles of your feet. Yeah, that sounds really painful. Um, They can show up in other areas as well. Psoriasis uh, is hard to diagnose because it can look like other skin diseases. The doctors need to look at small skin samples under a microscope. Treatment depends on how serious the disease is. So, um... Well, it's kind of like what I have, too, with, um the skin on my arms is that it's usually very genetic and it is chronic, which is great. Yeah, no, that's super fun. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I think that that we are learning more and more ways to, like, deal with it and, like, you know, products to use and things like that to at least subside some of the symptoms, even if it doesn't actually go away. Yeah, there's also rosacea. Yep. uh, Which people get on, a lot of times on their face. Very flush, um, Where you just look really red all of the time, which I know is can be you know anxiety provoking for yep. people where yeah, they feel like they you don't need... look like you're constantly like flushing right or it can sometimes like look like a rash in a yeah. way depending on like your skin texture yeah um then vitiligo is a um 
So vitiligo is caused by a loss of pigment in your skin. So if you've never seen anyone with vitiligo, I think allegedly Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson had yeah. vitiligo. Um, it's basically, and there's a, a semi-famous act uh, model now who yeah. has Winnie something, yeah. who has vitiligo. So it's much more noticeable on darker-skinned people because yes. obviously we have an excess yeah, of, of melanin. Yeah. So whenever there are patches of your skin that start to lose that melanin, it is very, very, very noticeable. See, for me, there's something... I love birthmarks a lot, and there's something to me about vitiligo that is so fascinating and beautiful. I think I'm, it is, like, too. I just love it. Like, I love when people have, like, a like a really cool birthmark on their arms. I don't know. There's just something... Like, I love anything that makes people, like, different Unique. than everybody else. And you know what? I, I do, too, but I have to say, again, it's one of those things that if I had it on myself, I would be like, why why can't I just look normal? You know, like, yeah. I know I would feel that way. I love, like, being on Instagram and looking at other people who have it yeah. and have accepted it and embraced it. I know, it, it's, it's crazy, because we, we grew up in a time where it's like, if anybody looked different, there was no social media. No. I mean, that is the power of social it media is. In, in a good way. Yeah. That we are able to see other people's experiences like ours. I went to school with a kid who had a big, like, red birthmark on his a face. A strawberry yeah. mark, yeah. And, um, like, he got made fun of a lot, but I yeah. think nowadays it's one of those things that's just makes you you yeah yeah it's, it's unique i have a friend who's got a little one that looks like a heart on his face it's super oh adorable. i love that um and it's just it's one of those things where i'm so thankful now that we do have outlets to find acceptance through other people experiencing the same yeah. thing that we have and um you know what something that i never thought was an issue growing up because to me, they're so beautiful. Freckles? Freckles. I love my freckles. I love I wish freckles. I, had freckle, I wish I had more of them. I wish they were here all year round. But some people, like, they feel like they've gotten bullied for their freckles, yeah. or, like, they feel like it's an well, imperfection. Because, like, so I have a cousin who's just got freckles all over her body. And yeah, I have a friend like that. really big. Yeah. And there's so many of them. And she's got them all over all her over, arms, yep. all over her chest, all over her face. I mean, I think it's like one of the most beautiful things in the world. So do I. I had a boy once call me Freckles. And, and you were like, like, oh my God, yes, keep calling me Freckles. Thank I wish you. I had more. I, I had more when I was a kid, but I used to get them in like a goatee. I would get them like around my mouth and then I get them on my nose and my cheeks. Uh, cheeks, yeah. Well, I mean, and I know that there's been people on both sides of the aisle with this, but now freckles have become kind of like a beauty trend. Yeah. And they make, there's actually a brand called, I think, Frecked. Yeah, there's a and pencil. And, well, it's not a pencil. It's like a it's like a gel or whatever. Um, it's it looks like um, it's in a tube that kind of looks like liquid eyeliner sort of. Yeah. And it you use it. You put like the dots on your finger or whatever, and then you like oh, rub, press it on. You press it well, on. Well, I would do. I would have to put freckles on when I was like Anna from Frozen for uh-huh. when I did birthday parties. And you use a pencil? I would use a pencil, but then I would go over it with my finger. Yeah. And so I know that there are people who are like, I was bullied for having freckles and now it's a beauty trend. Like, they, yeah. they like, have a you know, an issue with that. But I think it's just that we are, con- and I, I think that's totally valid, by the way. I'm, yeah. I'm saying I think that's totally valid because I understand. It's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah, I understand that something that you were made fun of for, people are now being like, I can choose when and when not to have this issue. Yeah, you know, exactly. and I understand that that's, it's a, very that's an issue. But it's, yeah, it is. It's totally laced with, with privilege. But I think it's um, also, you know, what's to be said about that is that, like, a lot of people think that freckles are really beautiful. Yeah. So if that's something Find that you have... Find the people have, in your life that yeah. are going to tell you that your freckles and are beautiful. And fuck everybody else. Because a face without freckles is like a sky without the stars. You know uh, that song? No. <gasps> Natasha Bedingfield, guys. Oh, okay. oh, it's such a good song. She's a self-acceptance queen. I love her um, so much. I have a question for you, Keegan. Yeah. What do you think about, uh, like, the origin of birthmarks? You know some people are like, oh, it's where you were, like, killed in past lives and um, things like that. I think that all of that stuff is I I, I think I all that stuff is fascinating. Stuff. The lore, I, lore folklore in general, I find to be really fascinating. I think because I do have birthmarks, I do have moles. I have this mole on my face um, that I actually love. I have like a, a beauty mark it's on my really face cute. that I love. Um, I darken it sometimes. If I put makeup yeah. on, I'll put because um, you're like, oh, it's not. Showing I love enough. it. It's not showing through enough. Um, but I love the lore. The lore that links birthmarks and moles and things like that to witches. I love that because they would say... I mean, I don't love it because it was actually... It had really, really damning consequences. And sneak peek, we're going to do an episode on witches in October. Yeah. Um, But 
because it had really horrifying consequences, actually. But like that is how they would they would check your body for devil's marks, and it would be it would be birthmarks or moles, which every almost everyone, everyone has. has. Um, everyone's so a witch. Everyone's a witch. Yeah. It's easy to condemn I, you. I had one in the palm of my hand when I was little, and it's gone. Huh, you must have just shed that skin. I don't know what happened, but I've always had one on my foot. I love this. This is my favorite. I, I have love a, it. The cutest little birthmark on my foot. And I have a birthmark on one butt cheek and a mole on the other, exactly at the same place on different butt cheeks. I love so that. You squish them together. And I love it. Them. I think that it's also, it's just part of like what makes you unique. Because I've had, like, growing up, I didn't love my dimples. I didn't love. A lot of the things about me that, like, but honestly, even though my face would look more grown up and I think also more, like, conventionally beautiful if I didn't have, like, such big cheeks that gave me these, like, parentheses lines around my my face. You have, like, an old Hollywood face, Kate. Thank you. No, for real. Like, your cheeks and everything, like, that's what people would go for. They were, like, they would pinch their cheeks, like, to make them red and puffy. (laughs) Thank you. Because, yeah, I have, I have, I have puffy cheeks and they give me these, like, parentheses lines around my, around my mouth that make me crazy. But at the same time, I'm just, like, if I didn't have these things, I wouldn't look like myself. Exactly. You know, and exactly. and I don't look like everyone else and like that's I had a conversation with this girl who was a model and she was like it's really disheartening to get on Instagram and see that everyone looks the same, the same. because everyone has gone to the same surgeons, they've gotten yep. the same surgery, they all have the same nose. That's the whole Instagram model mm-hmm. thing. Big is that lips, they same look nose, the same. Yeah, and, and I'm not hating if you're one of those people at, at all, all. At all, do but you? But it is. But I do. I I, I don't get the allure because well, we, for me I like seeing those things that make people different that's well, we just can't, how I am we can't okay yeah I, I'm not judging at all you do you you do what makes you confident yeah. and happy and if you're making money off of it good then, for you yeah, more power to you for sure but what I do think we need to be careful of as a society is not to lose the beauty yes. of being unique yep and having like I think that that's really important is that yep. we can't be so stringent to the point where, because I, I know whenever I wanted to be an actress when I was growing up, when I look back and I watch movies from the 90s and I see who who was the movie stars that like I wanted to be, like the Meg Ryans and all of that stuff where they're kind of like cute and quirky and different. Yeah. And now I look at movies and so many of these these same like actresses are so put together and yeah. so clean and yeah. and scrubbed See, clean and beautiful yeah. and I'm just no, you like you gotta embrace being that quirky yeah so we can't we just can't lose that we as can't. a society we need to like accept that accept yeah. that we're gonna have skin imperfections we're gonna have these yeah. like these issues and it should still be yeah. And I think it was birth of HD, honestly, if we want to get into that. Like, yeah. HD was the worst thing to happen. But to, like, also, actresses. like, the thing that I liked about HD is that you can see when they have imperfections. But and I think it people makes fight you against feel... not doing it. I know, but yeah. I feel like it makes you feel better because you can when you, see When it. you can see it. Yeah, because yeah. you're like, oh, okay, so they're, they are just people. Yeah. They're yeah. people. The, the last thing that I kind of wanted to touch on, because it's something that um, my boyfriend has like three scars on his face. He's got yes. one on his eyebrow, one that like slashes through, one on his eyebrow that goes through like his that. eyebrow, and he's got one on his face because I had a dog for about 3 weeks that bit him in the face. That was the first thing to me that drew me to him when we were even just friends. We did like an acting exercise where it's like what's your favorite thing about the other person and I pointed to his eyebrows because I loved like I mean he's got beautiful he eyebrows does. by today's standards like gorgeous. Yeah, full Brooke Shields eyebrows. Well but he also has to get them waxed every two mm-hmm. weeks or else they become a unibrow. Um, but then I love his scars because there's something so cool and unique. I mean he's just fucking gorgeous all the time but there's something so cool and unique about like his quote-unquote imperfections that almost give him even more of, like... Character. Yeah, and, like, it makes him even hotter. Yeah. You're like, damn, I think son. so, too. You know, I was listening to a thing about um, Charlie Puth, that singer. Cause, I, cause I know his name, but I don't know anything about I, him. I know his name, and I only know this because I was listening to a, um interview or whatever, and he has a scar through his eyebrow. Yeah. And it was a thing where he was, like, really self-conscious about it and didn't want people to, to ask him about it in interviews and things like that. Yeah. he got bit by a dog. That's what happens. Yeah. And he has a scar in his, in his eyebrow. And... I think that it adds so much... When yeah. you could just be a cookie-cutter pop star, yeah. I think it 
adds so much character to your face. There's an actress, Maya Mitchell, who's got a scar right where, like, her widow's peak is, Uh which I love, and she always wears her hair parted down the middle, and, like, I just love the way that it looks. It's so beautiful. So I think it's nice that we see the beauty in other people, but I hope that those people who feel insecure see about the their beauty own scars, in themselves. then in turn, yeah, start to see it it's in themselves. It's hard. It's hard to it's do. It's really hard, but I think that the, the one thing that I want everybody to get out of this episode today is to look at yourself in the mirror, and it's not about saying you have no imperfections. That's not what it's about. It's about accepting them. Saying, yeah. I have them, this is the way it is, and instead of me beating myself up about this, I'm just going to I'm gonna deal with it. And who gets to set the line for perfection, too? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, who gets to decide what's well, perfect and what's not? Well, we set our own line for, yeah, for perfection yeah. I mean, there's, there's society's line, there is. and then there should be your line of, and like, it, what you think is... And it might need to change. And it, and it might need... For, look, look... All real talk for me. I need to adjust my line. Yeah. My line is is not placed correctly, and it's damaging I mean, to myself. Girl, I see you without makeup all the time. I mean, I know you do wear makeup a lot of times when we're recording, but I have definitely seen you without makeup. It really doesn't make that big of a difference to me. Yeah. I'm not like, oh my god, Keegan's not wearing makeup, or oh my god, Jeez, Keegan's her wearing skin makeup. looks terrible. No, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't do anything. And I feel like sometimes, even like when you're not wearing makeup, you can see like the natural depth in your face. Yeah, and face. and that was a thing for me. Like I wanted to get my skin clear and deal with my hyperpigmentation. That's why I started going to see um, my esthetician because I liked my face without makeup. Yeah. I do like my face without makeup. Yeah. I just don't want there to be scars on my. You know, like yeah. I just feel like because of whatever kind of societal pressure pressure I'm putting on myself that because if, if I have scars I can't not wear makeup and the more you, you know the more you start flaunting it and the more you start pushing against that by not the more you're gonna feel good about or it the more you're gonna feel good about it and the more you're gonna be proving to yourself that things are different yeah and that's you know I've had to do that a lot and I continue I'm one of those people I I never think I'm going to be satisfied with my amount of acceptance I mm-hmm. always want to keep pushing myself to be not, that's good, not harder though. on myself as, like, I have to change myself. I have to be harder on myself and accepting myself. And you also, like, you just... I think sometimes everyone needs to do this. Like, it's it's a healthy exercise to take a step back mm-hmm. and give yourself some perspective. Yeah. Like, really look at yourself the way you would look at that Instagram model that has the belly rolls that you think are, are beautiful on her. Yep. Like, look at yourself that way. Oh, I take photos sometimes. Like, I'll put on, like, a cute bra and underwear and I'll take photos where I don't share them with anybody. It just, it's right. just it's for me. Right, it's for you. To and like it, feel because good. Because it makes me see, I'll have physical proof that look, my belly rolls are like this. My flat butt is like that. You know what I mean? I can see it and I can accept it and love it. And like that's just for me. Yeah. I took a bunch of like naked Polaroids and put it in my diary a couple years ago. I think I was, that like, that's 23. great. I think that that's great. I think it's like. I've done that before where I've taken naked pictures of myself and then I've sketched them out because yeah. I'm just like, when you see. I think there's something beautiful. You see yourself differently if it's an art. Yeah, yeah. Then you look like you're a renaissance painting and yeah. you feel so much better about those things that you thought were imperfections. Yep. You know, and I was just having, I know we've kind of moved out of skin confidence into just body confidence in general, but it's but hand it in together. hand. And I was having, um, I won't mention her name, but like her, she had an ex-boyfriend who said things about, she has large breasts and large breasts hang. It's not like yep. porn, you know? And, like, he made derogatory comments, her ex-boyfriend, about her breasts. And I won't say what Never he said because... Never boobies, guys. Yeah, and I won't say what he said because, to me, it was so offensive. I'll tell you off yeah. mic. But, um... But, so now she's married, and her husband now, make, she told him that, and, like, he makes a conscious effort every time he sees her naked to be, like... Like they they'll get naked together and like dance yeah. together or whatever like oh, move wait. around because like, you want to see told me this story. Yeah, yeah. I want to see your body. Like I, y- you have a beautiful body. Yeah, and I just think everyone's body is different. Everyone's skin issues are different. And do you have anything else to add? No, like that you wanted to talk about. No, I'm good. So if you don't take anything else away from this episode. I just want you to take away that, like, we know it's getting hotter outside. I have hyperpigmentation on my face. I have dark underarms. I have, you know, I have hyperpigmentation around my bikini line that oh, looks like, you know, it, it, it's like, it's horrible. It, to me, it's it's so hard to accept and difficult. But everyone has these things. And if you have them, you're not alone. It's not ugly or unusual or weird. Flaunt it. You you should just be accepting of that and then also 
And I know easier said than done. Trust me. And then also, if you don't have those issues and you see someone who does, don't judge them. Or if you do, stop for a second and wonder why. And definitely don't say anything. And definitely (sighs) don't say anything. Don't say anything. Like, don't make it an issue because I guarantee you that person is acutely aware. It's just don't. Don't. Yeah, if someone looks <laughs> don't different. Don't be mean. If you've got cellulite, it's normal. If you have stretch marks, it's normal. If you have acne, it's normal. And I understand that there's this societal pressure to change. But. But let's change it. But let's, let's try. Change, let's yeah, try. let's try to change society yeah. instead of changing ourselves because honestly, I feel like in the long run, it's going to be a more lasting effect than changing yeah. ourselves. Our bodies are constantly changing. Society, so, uh, if we all work together, we can change it in the long absolutely. run. Absolutely. And like, you know what? It's hot. It's hot That's outside. Fuck right now. Get out. Enjoy your summer. Be comfortable. Show that skin off. Yeah, be Woo-hoo! comfortable. Be cool. Be, you know, confident in, in going out and just... Because you know what? Your number one priority in 115 degree heat should be being as cool and comfortable as possible. That's yep. it, you know? Yep. Yep. It doesn't matter if other people have issues with you. I agree. Um, you guys, we love you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. That was... We're, I'm so used to being very structured and, like, reading No, but things. I love this. I love that I we love just this chatted. I love this, too. This yeah. was you know, when I first saw the podcast idea that I was so excited about, but I, I think we did well, Keegan. Yeah. Oh. for us. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, stay cool. Take care of yourself. Drink lots of water. Absolutely. Stay hydrated. Rest. Um, and if you're in a place that's not hot, still drink a lot of water and take care of yourself. Still good for you. You know? Um, and if you are in the LA area, we just want to say one more time next weekend, it's coming up super fast and I'm not, I'm not ready. Um, (laughs) next weekend is our first mini live show. So if you are interested in going to that and you are in the LA area, um, tickets are for sale on our Instagram in our link in our bio. Um, I have a little plug that I wanted to do. Next weekend also is the opening of a show that I am producing. The show is called 26 Pebbles. It's with... I'm so um, excited. I'm very excited. It's with Above the Curve Theater in L.A., so if you're in the L.A. area. And it is all about the events that surround it. It's kind of like a Laramie Project type of ensemble show. Yeah. Um, and it's all about the events that surrounded Sandy Hook uh, what happened during Sandy Hook. So if, and every, uh, $5 of every ticket goes to every town, um, which is a organization that fights gun violence. Um, so if you are in the LA area and interested in that, please, please, please mm-hmm. go see it. It's yep. going to be so great. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm actually on my way back to the theater right after this to, to help them, um, get the last things done for that. But like, it's amazing. So Check out both of those things. Yep. And we also really need your sister solidarity stories. We don't have any. We don't have any right now. Yeah, okay. that's true. We've read, I well, I don't know. I need to check our, our email. I but. think we read them all. So you guys, we like we do rely on you for that. Please send them in if you want to keep hearing those stories and if that's something that you enjoy. If you've sent them in before, send us some more. It's all good. We love to hear from you guys. We were just talking about earlier how we just hit 1,000 followers on Instagram, which is Yay, great. Yeah, yeah. But what we feel so fortunate is that... It's not about how many listeners that we have. It's the fierce loyalty that you guys give to us and the conversations we have and the messages we get that is... Make our day. Make our life. It makes everything. Yeah. Yeah. It makes... You know, it's like it's great to have lots of listeners and followers and all this stuff, but at the end of the day, that number of followers doesn't make me as happy as the sweet, sweet message we got this morning. Oh, of course. You know, like, it's any- like that just, it, when I hear that I am a part of somebody's life that I've never met and I'm doing something for the better, that's all I've ever wanted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really humbling and um, incredible to think that in any kind of small way that we possibly could, that maybe we made your your day a little easier. Yeah. Or your life a little easier. Or made you a little bit more confident in mm-hmm. standing up for your feminism and who you are. Yeah. And um, so we love getting those messages we from do. you. And, and I just want to, like, you know, keep reminding you guys of how much we love this because I want you guys to all know that you're very, very heard and seen by us. Uh, I feel like sometimes with podcasts, TV shows, things like that, it's like you feel like you're just a bystander, and I love that you guys are involved, and I just never want you guys to lose sight 
of how involved right. you are with and, all of and this. And if we have not written you back, it's not because we didn't read your message or we or, or anything like that. It's only because, like, we were busy and, and hopefully we'll be getting to it yeah. soon. And I try to go through every once in a while Yeah, Yeah, it's, so. it's nothing like that. So if you do have... You know what? It can be a sister solidarity story. It can be a coming out story. It can yep. just be a, hey, how are you guys? Or it can just be something fun that happened in your life that you want to share. Yep. Any of those things, email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist and send us a DM there. We are on Twitter at Yamp, Y-A-N-F podcast. Um, we also have a Facebook group. So all of these things, make sure you engage with us. We yeah. are happy to engage with you. Yep. Um, you know, if you want to follow our private Instagrams, totally can do that if you just kind of want to snoop on our on our personal lives i i've got some listeners on there on my and i'm happy to share that kind of life with you so mine is um keegan.winfield on instagram and madigan's is she's mad again all one word and um i also want to encourage you guys to write uh on itunes Leave us a rate and review. I said encourage, and I was like, wait, I'm not ending the podcast. Yeah, I was I was You're, concerned I for a second. See, I, was like, like, wait, I was like, I was ready. I was ready. Um, please leave us a rate and review on iTunes. It helps us so very much. It does. It does. And what else do we have? To, oh, you can listen to us on Stitcher, Radio Public, iHeart, Google Play. So if you're listening to us right now on a on a platform that you don't typically listen to podcasts, we're pretty much everywhere. We're on Spotify. Wherever is best for you, listen to us. We did. I recently got us on um, Google. Google has a new... There, there's Google Play, but then there's Google just launched a new podcast listening app for for Google phones. Well, there so you go. if you have a Google phone, we are now listed um, in their directory as well. There you go. So with that, we encourage you to, to rage, rage on. on. Bye, guys. Stay cool. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.